Welcome to Our Global God, a new podcast brought to you by OnePlus God Ministries, who focuses on short-term missions, retreats, and teaching. Discover in this show how God is on a mission with you. Your host for Our Global God is Wayne DeVitt, Executive Director and Founder of OnePlus God Ministries. One plus God, global family. Friends, it's wonderful to have you with us again today. Um, We're so excited about this podcast series about our global God. And our God is truly a global God. He's moving people from all around the world. He's taking care of his children all over the world. And he, he wants his children to reach out to people all over the world. A global God with a mission's heart indeed. We're talking about session three today on fear preventing me to go. It seems to me everybody, you know, would love to go, would love to go and serve God, whether it's just going and talking to a friend who doesn't know the Lord or going and serving somewhere else in another state where there's, um, you know, some crisis or hopping on a plane and going and serving someone on the other side of the world. There are always certain kind of fears that prevents us to go. Now, last time in our previous session, we had Morgan Malden with us, and she's the college and intern coordinator working with OnePlus God Ministries now. Um, so, Morgan, welcome again today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. And and, and we, we heard from the previous session that uh, you were working in Hobby Lobby. And your path started to cross with OnePlus God Ministries. It did. Then you went on an internship uh, with with us and, um, you know, and and then where God called you. And then you went back to Thailand and we we will hear more about that in some upcoming sessions. But, (laughs) you know, part of that process of here you are. You, you, you hear the call from God that you need to go. You are obedient. You're faithful. You're stepping out. You know, here am I. I'm going. And all of that is so exciting, right? <laughs> yes, sir, it is. Yeah. And, and, and you tell the whole wide world that you're going. And, and then I get a um, job at a bank. <laughs> and and then, you get, then you get a job at a bank. And then and then some pastor dude, right, shows up and say, hey, what are you doing here at the bank, right? right. You're, you're not supposed to be here. Exactly. You're supposed to be in Thailand, girl. So you are going to Thailand. What are some of the fears that you had to conquer? Well, I would definitely say the number one fear was money. 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 How so? <laughs> because um, you have to have it to go. You know, you definitely have to have that um, to get a ticket and to be able to fly across the world. You have to have God on your side, (laughs) right? Right. You have to have a passport and a visa. Yes. (laughs) And then you have to have money. Exactly. So, you know, what what do you think about that fear? Can God conquer that? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I tell you what, I remember um, you calling me into the office, you know, after I said, I'm, I'm going, you know, there's there's nothing stopping me. And we sat down and we counted up the costs, you know, for living to go, you know, which include like my apartment, taxi money, food, insurance, you know, tickets, you know, and, and when we came up with the total of how much I needed before you would even like you said, allow me to step onto the plane. Right. <laughs> you need this much money. And um, I kind of laughed um, in the inside. And I was like, there is just no way. Like I, I, I told myself, I'm like, I need this money in three months. Um, it will be 2019 in three months. And I'm going to have this in probably about eight months. And I'm going to need to go back to the bank because <laughs> I already quit my job to go. Yeah, I was I was pretty scared. Yeah. You know, so you have a dream. It seems like it's a God sized dream. Yes. <laughs> and um with a God-sized room, you need God to provide for you, right? You right. need God to come through for you, right. and God had come through. 
Yes, sir, he did. I have to say, in two months, I had all of it. In two in months. Two months. So in you had months. to get it together in six to eight months. <laughs> right. And in a third of that period, God provides. He provided. What did that do to your faith? Oh, I grew it <laughs> tremendously. And right. and I realized that when God says go, he means it. Right. You know, there's nothing stopping the Lord. We just have to be willing. So what we learn is if God calls you to go and you have your, your normal human fears that kick in, mm -hmm. but you keep trusting God, you're faithful and you keep pushing forward, you know, he's faithful, he provides, right. <laughs> and that yeah. just really grows your faith. So now you're ready to even take on more. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's literally what you did. It is, yes. Went sir. from an internship mm -hmm. to going back to Thailand and serving for a, year, for a year and now being with the ministry and simply full time in ministry. Yes, sir. You know, I, I remember when, when you say, you know, you had this in mind and you kind of laughed at yourself like, oh my goodness, how am I going to put this together? I remember a conversation that I had, Morgan. Um, oh my goodness, probably about. I would say 16, 17 plus years ago, mm. I'm sitting down with uh, with another young lady. Um, she felt that she was called to go and serve in a ministry called Shalom Ministry in South Africa in KwaZulu-Natal. There's this incredible evangelist um, called Angus Bachan. He's okay. a, just a farmer called by God. And um, some of you might have or might not have seen the movie Faith Like Potatoes. Have you? Have you I heard have. About? Yes, you I have? love that movie. Have I you have seen, seen that? It. Yes, sir. I Isn't have. that an incredible <laughs> it's movie? Amazing. Right. Yes. So, so this is about this farmer. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's his farm, and you know, during a period of drought, he was called by God to still plant potatoes, mm -hmm. and he plants potatoes. Everybody says you're crazy, you know, and but he trusted God, and God blessed that harvest, and it just incredibly impacted his own faith. And the faith of the entire community mm -hmm. and still to this very day um, Angus Bachan is just being used by God in incredible way so I'm I'm taking this young lady who's been with us in our youth ministry in South Africa and she's going for an interview with Angus Bachan to work in his ministry called Shalom Ministries wow. um, working with orphaned children and neglected children and um, and abandoned children that's what she's going to do so I'm having a coffee with this um, older um, gentleman a farmer and um, and as we're having a coffee he says you know what Vainant or Wayne as you guys know me here in America by my American nickname he says I want you to dream God-sized dreams for your ministry. And so mm. I said, um, Uncle Angus, uh, because in South Africa, as a, a respect term that we use is uncle. Um, so it, it has nothing to do with biological relationships, you know. <laughs> so I say, Uncle Angus, what, what, what do you mean by that? And he says, this is what I mean by that. Dream dreams for your life and for the ministry that you do not have enough money, enough resources, enough connections, enough gifts, enough abilities. When you add it up on paper, you would laugh at it. You would say this plan will never be able to work out, you know, because when it's a God-sized dream, it's truly not your own dream anymore. Because if right. you cannot fulfill your own dream, it has to be a God-sized dream. And when God fulfills that, it just grows your faith immensely. So the number one fear, I, I think you are so correct. And, and I think Sarah, welcome. So awesome Hi. to have you with us, right? Thank you. And, and Sarah is now our missions director with the ministry. And Sarah, I, f I don't know how many times I've heard you say when I ask you, what are the number one fears for people not to go on a mission trip? What do you say? Always money. Always money, always money. You know, so if we can learn from this Morgan, right? And say, why don't we trust 
our incredible God that we cannot even capture with our minds or words and say, God, I want to dream a God-sized dream mm -hmm. and trust him and see how he provides, how incredible that grows our faith and even the people around us. Sarah, some other yeah. fears that people encounter on mission trips, what would that be? Things that prevent people from going. So, you know, as I talk to people and I sit with them and I sit with churches, the next thing that people always bring up is food and water. Sarah, food and water. what are we going to eat? Is the food safe? I'm telling you, I've been here for 11 years and I know there's two things that are important for my American brothers and sisters. They want to eat well and they want to drink enough clean water. That is so <laughs> true. And you know, because I experienced that trip in 2014, I can really sympathize with them. Like I, I know myself that when I was in Haiti, there was a moment when we were, again, going through the tent city. You heard me talk about that earlier. And we um, we did. We had loaded up our water jugs, and we had water in the, in the um, bus. But we had gone pretty far out to evangelize, and I drank all my water. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was really hot. Yeah. And all I could think about was that water. And you know what? I experienced the desperation inside of me. I know that that's, you know— these people are, are starving and they, and they don't have clean water. Um, they're in the tent city. And I, for a brief moment, felt even a, just a second of what they feel on right. a daily basis. Right. And um, so I always share that story with um, the people that are going through trainings for our mission trips and stuff that, um, you know, water is so, so, so important because dehydration will just really hurt you on a mission trip. It'll, it'll take you out of the trip. Sure. You know, you'll be stuck in the guest house. So we make sure to have plenty of water at all times on our mission trips. And we also feed you well. Um, I think that that's cool. also <laughs> important. So, so you, we, we, we try in our trips, right, to have you experience something about the culture. Yes. So there, there's something about the cultural food, but not yes. so much that, you know, it scares yep. you or you have all kinds of diarrhea issues and get super well acquainted with the with the bathroom, right? Boy, I'll tell you what, you know, every mission trip, you know, we always have that one person that's like, it, it happens, Sarah. And I'm like, you know what? We have our health kit. We are ready for you to have that problem. Right. So, you know, um, on every trip in every country, we have wonderful, wonderful cooks. We have clean food and also a lot of the food is really Americanized. Um, I want to say that while we get to experience so much of the culture, they also really cater to us. Whether we're in Haiti at the guest house, we're in South Africa in the hotel we stay in, you know, no, no matter where we are, in, um, even in Thailand, when we go to the food courts and we eat at the church, they really, they do a good job of providing us with food that is something we're, that's something normal to us because we do need to eat well to have energy to sustain ourselves. But I also always suggest that people bring their own snacks. And I get a lot of... Oh, Sarah. I, I get oh, a Sarah. lot of... You know, people joke with me about this all the time. But listen, if you're coming on a mission trip, bring your snacks. Because you know what? You might just need to fall back on that protein bar or, or those Cheez-Its to get you through. <laughs> Well, uh, friends, here is the deal. I don't take one single snack, and Sarah <laughs> makes sure that she uh, takes takes her snacks. So, um, I do. whether you take your <laughs> snacks or not, this I can promise you: we truly try to feed you well. Oh, we, yes. we try uh, truly try. It is true that people get uh, you know to visit the bathroom more than often, and yes. um, sometimes from time to time. But we truly, truly try. 
to um, to avoid that, to keep mm -hmm. you healthy, um, and um, and also to make sure that you have good clean water all the time. And yeah. um, we, we even take it with us during the day to the different sites if we would go out, and um, and and we we take very very good care of you. We in fact really take your health and your safety extremely important it's very very serious to us even if we take you into the jungle right uh, morgan so i mean right. you you have shared that you felt god's call up in the jungle and when we say jungle we talk about the karen state so mm. where is this jungle just help us to figure out you know geographically a little bit where, where is this jungle what are we what do we even say when we talk about the karen state well the karen state is about um it's right um on the border of burma you know, so it, it's right outside of Thailand. So we just cross over that river right there, you know, and then we're into Burma. Okay. And it's jungle, right? I it mean, is. if we say jungle, I just want our friends listening to this to get a picture. I, I would say it's like a Tarzan Tog and, and Jane kind of jungle. Would, would, that be, <laughs> would that be true? I, w I would say that. And you're living in a hut, you know, and you get to walk up a mountain and, and you get to go hiking, you know, um, just to get to the schools. And so it, it's a really great so, experience. So this is a fun thing, right? And we, we oh, especially do this with our college aides people yes, so yes. this is a great trip for for young people that's like between 16 and 30 years old right absolutely and um, so we do that once a year it's just an really exciting and more of an adventurous kind of a trip we, we've had older people do this with us actually but um, it's kind of more focused on on the younger younger generation i guess we we could say mm -hmm. and so but but here you're sending your child you know your child is either in you know a junior or senior in school or they just started out of college or they, they just started out in a job and you're sending your child to go on a trip with one plus god they're going into the jungle <laughs> and we say we take your health and safety seriously tell me something happens there in the jungle what what do we do can we handle that um, absolutely you know i I've, I've gone to the karen state several times um and i've actually experienced the jungle hospitals twice just in my own life you know once i had a head concussion you oh know, in, the, in the jungle, um, climbing up a hut of all <laughs> of all places. And um, they're very short over there. So I am a little bit taller. So I, I stood up too fast. But <laughs> um, uh, thank God I got through that, you know. And, and then once um, I actually was on a missions trip, I had a fever, you know, in the jungle. And so um, I, I got to go to that hospital there and they took care of me and, and gave me water and, and the things that I needed. But um, just, you know, just FYI, though, the, their thermometer, you know, do not put that in your mouth. Before you tell us that funny story, <laughs> because it's a really funny story, I don't want the listeners to miss this. So, um, you, you know, the one moment you say, you, you kind of bumped your head against some bamboo or whatever and mm -hmm. got a concussion, and the next moment you say you're on a mission trip, I, I just want to clarify a little bit. So in your life, where you are at now, is you served for a year in Thailand, right? Yes, so some yes. of it was just living there and serving there, right? Um, you know, like, like a normal missionary, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like like a full time being there and then other portions is like being on a trip with these college aged kids right right, right. so when it, when i actually hit my head um I, I was just living there for a little bit and yeah. um going from hut to hut going into the houses praying for the people and, and helping um with their food and things like that so even being there all by yourself mm -hmm. but as in partnership with Hunter Scott Ministries, we were able to take care of you, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And then in this other example with the th thermometer, 
Yeah. There you are, you know, the, the other young people are with you, mm-hmm. you get a fever, and we were able to help you there as well, right? right yes, okay, sir. so tell us about the thermometer. Uh, so, well, actually, I, I lay down on, on the hospital bed that they had there, and, um, you know, she hands me the thermometer, so what am I going to do? I'm just going to stick it in my mouth. So I just stuck it in my mouth, and immediately I just screamed, no! Nah! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, so the guy comes over, he's like, he's like, no, 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 Morgan, no, no. And, you know, and I realized, like, oh, B.O. tastes worse than what it even smells like because the, the thermometer is supposed to go under my armpit. So, <laughs> so, so my the thermometer <laughs> have, um, probably being used uh, on someone else, right? Oh, my goodness, and, uh, yes. and so <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I survived that, too. And, and then um, what just happened was that, you know, I just got um, overheated. And so that's when Pastor Wayne, actually, he just took us right across back over the border into AC. So then I was completely fine. Right. And and with ice, you mean to an aircon <laughs> air room, con right? And, to yes, cool sir, you yes, off. Cool and, me off. And, and on that same trip, I remember somebody else got their food hurt, right? And um, and and what what did we do about that? Were so, we able to help that uh, young man? Yeah. So he he just got his he ended up getting his uh, foot infected. You know, just not wearing um, shoes out there, and so. Yeah, so you're we, in the jungle playing around, right, you, just you know, play not around. doing something stupid. Yep, yep. And it was raining a little bit, so it's muddy. Take your yep. shoes off. Have some fun with the kids, right? <laughs> right. The custom is too over there not to wear shoes. So I mean, right. it's just a normal thing over there. But for us, it's really not, you know, but um, and so, yeah, his foot just started swelling up, you know, and so we realized we needed to take him to the hospital. So we took him to the hospital and there he um, was able to get some medication. You know, they're just watching him. And of course, you know, we never left him uh, alone ever. Um, And also we always had a, a translator that could speak Thai and English just to make sure, you know, that it was coming across. Everything was okay. You know, and, and, and he got better. I mean, he was able to jump around and dance and everything at the English camp. So he, he was great. So praise God for that. One Plus God Ministries makes it possible for any individual, group, or church to go on a global short-term mission trip. You say when, where, and what you want to do, and they'll make it happen. Locally, they also do retreats for business people, men, women, and couples. This nonprofit has a missions heart and wants missions to be part of your life every day, everywhere. Visit oneplusgod.org for more info. So it seems like the fear that we have for money, God mm-hmm. takes care of that, right? Yes, sir. And He uses His children around you to to just you know um, supply what you need, and Absolutely. and 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 that actually that fear. If we give it over to God, God can actually use that to grow our faith. Right. And then the fear of, you know, well, what about my food? What about my water? It seems like the ministry really takes that seriously, Sarah, right? And make Absolutely. sure that you stay hydrated, that you get your clean water, that you get good food. In fact, it seems to be if you go with me to my home country in South Africa, I've actually had people that say, would you please stop feeding us? <laughs> this is so true. We, we just are, we are filled to the gills. <laughs> <laughs> because it's my home country and my family, but what a bless you. And yes. one, one way that South Africans tell you that they love you is to feed you, right? Yes. Absolutely. And um, so it seems like food and water does not need to be a concern. It seems like we take really good care of your health and your safety. And and um, we've been just way up in the east. 
to the bordering country of Thailand in the current state of the country of Burma, now called Myanmar, um, the country that's stuck in the longest war, civil war in the history of mankind. So this is really people that need to be loved on, um, need to, to hear about the, the word of God and the love of God. And so let's jump to Haiti, Sarah. Yes. So so you were in Haiti in the 10th city. You shared that with us in, yeah. uh, in the previous session. You talked about how you experienced a strong call from God while you were there in the tent city ministering to the women. So let's go back to Haiti, sure. and it's and we jump to another young man, right? Yes. Um, so tell me about this young man. Sure. Well, you know we sleep. Um, some of the the younger people will sleep in bunk beds, and so while we have um, twin size beds, we have bunk beds also. And so this young man was sleeping at the top of the bunk bed. Sometime during the night, he rolled off and whacked his head. Never a good thing. <laughs> no, and it sounded like a bomb was going off. Right. And so it's the middle of the night. We're in the middle of Haiti, and you think to yourself, what on earth are we going to do? Because, you know, there's blood gushing. Well, that's the beautiful thing about safety plans <laughs> and, and the policies that we put in place with One Plus God um, to make sure that we have a doctor, we have a way, we have someone to call. So while everyone, the team, I can see the panic in the team's eyes. Um, you know, Miss Phil, who is the house mother of the guest house we stay at, she made a one phone call within minutes, which is still just mind boggling to me. Within minutes, here shows up a doctor sewing up this young man yeah. and sewed him up perfectly, so perfect that he doesn't even have a scar to this day. And it was on his forehead. Right. So, and, and why is that? Yeah. Why could this doctor do his job so well? I well, wonder. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he was he's actually an American doctor there, there in Haiti who, um, who is there as a missionary and serving and he's one call away yeah and so and there and he's not the only one and we have access in all of our countries to doctors or to someone that can help we have a plan and that's a question i get very often from parents when they're sending their children um on mission trips is what is the plan in the case of an emergency right what is the plan with um you know when people become sick and that's a good question a valid question right it is and it's one that you know i want to answer confidently and be able to look them in the eyes and let them know we're going to do everything humanly possible to make sure the safety of your child or your loved one is going to be taken yeah. care of and, and seriously yeah yeah and and you know if i can just make a side remark sure it, it is it is just so encouraging for me to see these doctors in action right yes. the, the, this that's another way in which god can call you to go right absolutely um, and and enable other people not to have a fear of going because here is this doctor being called by god to serve the people of haiti and, and I will use an example of that in just a moment, but then also being able to have other people that feel late to go and surf on a short-term trip. And then because they are part of Doctors Without Borders, you know, they can come and, and serve people that get hurt on, on a short-term mission trip. Yes. And, um, and so here you have someone getting hurt on a short-term mission trip and probably getting stitched up better and quicker than oh, yeah. what, what, what it would have happened right here in America, right? Isn't Incredible. that absolutely amazing? Simply because somebody heard God's call, clearly I want you to go, and acted upon that. Here is someone else that God is calling to go, acting upon that, and God, God is using these two people, a young man and a doctor, to interact with one another, and it just blows my mind how God, yeah, how, how perfectly God puts things together, right? I mean, yes. I, I remember another case of how Doctors Without Borders functioned so perfectly in Haiti um, with, with a little girl that got burned. 
You know, yes. the, the people in the tent city, they just like in Africa. Um, remember in the hospital in South Africa, we visited the burnt victims. A yes. lot of them are children. And the reason is they cook their food on the floor over a fire. And so often the, the pots will tip over and the children will, will have these horrible burns. And so while we're walking in the tent city, we do some prayer walks there. We go from, from tent to tent. We ask the people how they are. We, we share with them. We pray with them. And, um, and, and I remember my daughter actually was the photographer on that one trip and she's taking a picture and so she notices this little girl that, that got burned so terribly. The parents don't know what to do. We see that and we realize, oh my goodness, this girl really needs some serious help. Yes. Um, again, the, by was it that same evening or the next morning, Sarah? I cannot yes, remember. but. She had help the very next day. The, the very next day, yes. she, she got help. Um, the doctor said that she would have lost her, her arm yes. or hand or something like that. I cannot remember. Right. And, and this doctor just helped her beautifully yes, and, 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 and got her restored. You know, that's just an amazing example of, man, when God calls you, you need to go and not, not let any fear stop you. Right, Sarah? Absolutely. Yeah. And we've even had nurses come on our mission trips that have delivered babies. Oh, my goodness. We yes. Have, we yes. have incredible stories. I mean, when, when we're a nurse, just this baby was being born, it was twins. One was breech, one wasn't. And, um, you know, our nurse on our team was able to help deliver this child safely and securely. Um, we also had another case where a little girl was extremely malnourished and um, being picked on by the entire village. And our team said, no, we're not going to let this happen to this little girl anymore. So we kind of adopted her. We She didn't even have a parent in the village to take care of her. So we kind of assigned a woman to take care of her, support, have supported her for years. And this is what's so incredible. This little girl could not hear. She could not hear. No one could understand why she couldn't talk because her ears were so, so infected. But wow. once we got her to the doctor and they got in there and they looked, they saw how infected she was. They gave her the medication and she could hear. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, and we've heard well, stories um, even from South yeah. Africa yeah. where a little girl right. couldn't hear and it was a bug in her yeah. ear. Yeah. You know, wow. so you're right. I yeah. mean, the Lord can call any profession. Right. And, right. So, and as missionaries, we are so thankful. So, so thankful for you if you're a doctor and you're there um, to be able to help us. But we as a team, um, One Plus God, we, you know, we got we do have CPR training. We also um, have first aid training and we do our best to really take care of situations. I had a situation in, in South Africa where one of our teammates got um, burned on her thumb with um, the porridge. You call it pop. We call it porridge. <laughs> it is what it is. It is pop. <laughs> and, um, and the, you know, she got burned and immediately. I mean, I just thought how neat. I knew exactly what to do because of our first aid training. I had my little spray. I had my little gauze and we were, we were able to take care of that immediately and her thumb was just fine. And so, um, you know, I had a little moment. I'm not a nurse at all. You know, I, like, right. you know what? And it just proves right. God really does qualify yes. you for what you're called to. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so so yeah. thank you so much. It seems to me that the fears that we could have that could stop us, right? Whether That's it's right. Whether it's money, um, whether it's, you know, what am I going to eat? Mm -hmm. Or w will I have clean water? Um, or this thing of my health and my safety, which is very, very extremely valid fear. Yeah, very. But God really takes care of it all. And it seems that by God's grace, God has also equipped One Plus God Ministries um, with the people and the resources that we need to, to help everyone that goes with us on a trip to, to handle all of these fears. Yes. Um, friends, I, I want to I wanna close this session with another fear. And that fear often comes from family, it comes from friends, 
and it comes from social media and it comes from the news you know and and sometimes the things that 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 brings fear into our life could be people that that mean really well could be our own friends our own family and um, they just not right there with you where God is called you to and um, and and they they might speak fear into your life and so it's really really important that you stay close to the heart of God it's really important that that your ear is close to the mouth of God and if God is calling you you need to act on that call and be careful that people that might mean well are not stopping you from fulfilling God's incredible purpose that he has in mind for your life um, and uh, and I'm, I don't want to belittle the concerns that parents or brothers or sisters or family or fr- close friends might have, but it's far more important for us to be faithful and obedient to God than to people, even when those people are people that you love and that's very close to you. And that could really sometimes be very, very hard. I love my parents with, with all my heart. My parents love me with all my heart. When, when I told my parents that God is calling us to America, it was and still is very tough on them. Leaving my parents every time when I when I go home, visit there, or do a um, short-term trip now to my home country and come back over here, it I, I mean it it really is difficult. People cry. It's not easy. It's difficult for my parents, and and so we have to remember that it is we need to live closer to the heart of God and and no matter how difficult this is we need to be able to follow God and then the social media and the news goodness friends be careful of that because if we listen to the news and we listen to social media we might not ever leave our living room (laughs) let let alone leave our county or our state or leave the country so whatever fear you have in your life it seems to me the best way the best thing that you can do with that is give it back to the God who called you and follow him. And he will take care of all of that and open up a way for you so that you can faithfully, boldly, with excitement, follow God. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for joining us for Our Global God. We hope you have a better vision of how God is on a mission with you. Contact OnePlus God Ministries at oneplusgod.org to reserve space on our upcoming trips, join us on a retreat, or invite Wayne to come speak at your next event. OnePlusGod.org. The Shine FM Podcast Network.